0: You're listening to The Loyalty Minute, the show that helps you build better customer loyalty and more valuable user engagement with your host, Rob Gallo.
1: Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of The Loyalty Minute. I'm your host, Rob Gallo, and today I'm super eager and excited to chat with Michael Raziel. Michael is the host of For the Love of Sports podcast. He's the author of The Winning in Sports Business and He's an affiliate marketing coordinator at Caesar Sportsbook. Welcome to the show, Michael, thanks for joining me.
0: Pleasure is all mine, Rob, thanks for having me.
1: Well, this is like uh, this is like a dream come true. I talk loyalty and now we get to talk sports. So loyalty in sports and how that all plays together, and then also obviously in the casino business. I've been in the casino business for 25 years, so talking about uh, gaming and all that stuff is is exciting. Uh, but for those listeners who you know want a little bit more color about your background, what you are, what you have done, where you came from, give them a little bit of a you know two minutes on yourself.
0: Yeah. I've had a, like a super weird, like I'm only third, I just turned 30 in November and I've probably had like four careers now. So anybody out there listening, that's a little bit younger. Don't worry. Just keep trying stuff till you find something you'll like. Right. So I uh, graduated from Rutgers, uh, maybe 2014 ish, got a job in finance, absolutely hated finance, got the hell out of finance. Um, which was awesome. Very grateful. I'm out of finance. I, I like, I need to know what I don't want to do. And that was quickly something that I learned. I'm very grateful for that. It was an incredible opportunity. Learned a lot about myself, uh, about people. Thankfully, I'm out of that. Um, Kind of putzed around for a little bit, just paid the bills, doing whatever I could. And then I started a company called Our Athletes where I worked with Olympic and Paralympic athletes where I helped them with sponsorship and endorsement opportunities. And that was incredible. It was so much fun. I worked hand-in-hand with the CEO at US Rowing for a little while, did so much cool stuff, worked with so many incredible athletes, Uh, And then the pandemic came. And if you guys remember, it was like kind of up in the air. If the games were going to get canceled, were they going to get postponed? Then they got postponed an entire year. And a lot of the athletes I was working with were on like the very low end, right? I wasn't working with the Michael Phelpses of the world. I was working with some other absolutely incredible people, but unfortunately just not carry the as much gravitas. So it was difficult in terms of brands kind of cutting their spend and freezing their budgets for multiple months. Um, And that led me kind of to the gaming space. Good friend of mine started a business. He was an affiliate is an affiliate. I apologize. Shout out Jason Mizrahi uh, that introduced me to a lot of the people on the operator side, saw a position open up at the operator side, thought I'd, uh, throw my hat or throw my name in the hat. And, uh, gratefully I was, I was pulled and now it's a uh, little over a year now at
1: Caesars been, uh, been a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you and I connected, I don't know, maybe six months ago, started the process of the affiliate business. You mentioned the name, uh, Mizrahi? Jason. Yes. In uh, relation to Michael? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Michael, uh, who's Michael Mizrahi? Right. He's a poker player, professional poker player.
0: Maybe then, because this guy loves poker too. So. Is he from Florida? No, Staten Island. Oh, all right. Man. Or Long Island. Oh, shoot. I hope Jason's not listening. I don't know which island. He's from an island. I know that.
1: <laughs> Good stuff. Um, all right. So before we get into the nitty gritty, I ask every guest the same question. If Michael, let's talk to you about a consumer what kind of brands are you loyal to and why? But before you answer the question straight up, think of a a story possibly that would kind of set the tone as to why you would be loyal to a specific brand.
0: So most people aren't going to think about this answer the same way I am, but I'm loyal to this patch on my chest. for For those not watching uh, or can't see, it is a New York Mets insignia. It is their logo. Um, if If that is not loyalty to an absolute fault, I don't know what is. Mike, or I'm, I'm sorry, Rob, you are also a Mets fan. If I'm not mistaken, correct? Yeah, correct. So you know what it's like being a Mets fan. It's not fun in the least, right? I'm 30 years old. I've seen two World Series like adventures. Kind of didn't think we were going to win either one.
1: I was alive for game six of 1986. So just saying. I I was not. So
0: that (laughs) must've been incredible. Unfortunately, I was not there, but for me brands, like no one really thinks of sports teams as brands, but in my opinion, they're some of the biggest brands, right? Like the NFL shield, those, those teams and leagues, I am loyal to a fault. There's very few consumer brands, I guess, but, and maybe that's a personal thing. I hate, hate things. Like I'm not a big materialistic person. I don't really like things at all. So When I think of a brand, the the brands I think of are New York Mets baseball, New York Giants football. And both have been pretty terrible outside of a couple really nice runs my entire life. And if that's not a story of brand loyalty, Rob, I really don't know what is. Yeah, that's
1: obviously it proves that you're not a front runner. That's for sure.
0: Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, <laughs> I'm also a Duke basketball fan. I purposely didn't bring that one up, but you bring up front runners. So yeah. six-year-old Mike, he really liked the team. Here we are a couple of years later. It worked out there. Yeah. Worse off for me. I'm a Jet fan. So
1: I'm a Met really? fan and a Jet fan. I know it's nice. tough. Yeah. I sometimes hate to admit it, but again, uh, loyalty to a fault. Just because I always want to back that same team. I saw them in 1976 at Shea Stadium, the Jets. Uh, So that's how long ago was? Again, dating myself, but um, so yeah. I mean, do you think you know why though? Like, what's the affinity towards the Mets? Is it just that's where you've always been? Because you haven't really seen them be. Uh, winners right have they uh, in your no i have
0: not seen them be winners thanks rob for reminding me uh no i mean it's like it's it's weird right so it came from a family my my mom my uh unfortunately now late grandmother both huge mets fans the only reason that my grandmother became a mets fan was because her mother was i want to say a dodgers fan the dodgers and giants left that same year in new york and she hated the yankees the whole time she said no way is anyone in my household rooting for the Yankees." And there are the Mets. She's like, all right, I guess like she, they kind of just combined the orange from the Giants and the blue from the Dodgers. They kind of spruced up the old Giants logo a little bit. And there we have the Mets. Right. So yeah. kind of funny how that worked. And she she pretty much just laid the law down there. Um, shout out my my great grandmother. And yeah, now that's that's it. As weird as it sounds, that is the only reason that we are Mets fans. But every day I'm watching SMY when the Mets are on. Um it's it's just one of those things. It's it's family lineage, and it's only grown over time. It's you know the connection that I have with the sport of baseball, which I love, than the connection that it gives me with my mom. It's very easy to have a conversation with my mom during baseball season, right? Yeah. Hey, did you see the game last night? Yeah, damn, don't the Mets suck? Yeah, mom, they do. <laughs> so uh, you know it's a lot easier, and it's it's just a nice way to connect with you know family members, uh, loved ones. That you know it's it's an easy way to start a conversation every time. Hard way to end it because it's usually on a depressing note. But other than that, it's a nice way to have a conversation.
1: Yeah, when you talk about a brand, you think about other sports teams, and sports teams obviously over the years have become like obviously multi billion dollar uh, organizations just on the licensing of the brand and, and everything like that. I was watching just the other night; the HBO's got a special on the Lakers. I don't know if you've seen this. Awesome! It's, it is fantastic. Phenomenal, I love right? it. Right? I mean, Jerry West talking about all this yep. stuff, and I mean, uh, Doctor Bus talking about all this stuff, different stuff in the background, and. Just the shit that they pulled off was was nutty.
0: It is wild. And and the other thing about sports teams, right? So like there's the Lakers. OK, if you were a fan of the Lakers at the right time, I I don't care. Like you don't ever have to see another championship again. And there's been multiple times of the Lakers dynasty, right? The The Celtics, they've won so many times. Um, the Yankees, obviously, right? There's so many of these brands that actually do bring joy and happiness. And that's the other thing, right? Usually if people come on and like, oh, I love Apple product because it's in my life every day and I use it and it's so great and it helps ease my life. Sports is the complete opposite, right? Like I love this team and they've done nothing for me for 30 years of my entire life. They've brought me such little happiness, but every single day, I'm gonna watch them. I'm gonna devote hours of my life. I'm gonna devote hours of my stress. I don't get stressed out by anything but sporting events now. Literally, I've been able to throw all the stress away. Thankfully, very grateful for that. Worked on it. Took a little while, but we're there. But they're the, uh, the sport—it's such an interesting dynamic, right? Like these products that we use and these brands, these car brands, right? Like, I love Subaru because they're safe and reliable. No, I love the Mets. I don't know why though. Just because my mom likes the Mets and now I get to suffer through it. It's, it's such a weird dichotomy between like normal quote unquote brands. And then what we do with sports all the
1: time. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm going to segue that into, into uh, Subaru. You bring up a name that has great brand recognition. And like you said, it's safe. And I think they build their brand around that safety that gives that people that comfort level. But where does it really come from? And I've never, you know, this is the first time I really ever talked about it. This is my 105th episode. But I mean, I, I would be interested to find out how, if the numbers actually stack up of its safety, or is it that they're just saying that? And the other reason I say that is not I'm not a cynic, but I know that people can manipulate statistics any way they want. But the brand does that have that same that tangible, palpable sense of being secure? being safe.
0: That's a great question, right? And you know, being understanding statistics just a little bit more than the next guy, who cares? Like statistics are are facts that are extremely manipulatable, right? You can you can show the same data points to two people and they can see completely different things. So, that's a great question, chicken or the egg. Are they safe and then marketing was like let's run with that or was it you know, our, our numbers are slightly better than the average bear, right? So we'll, we'll be the safe brand or we'll be the reliable brand. And then just to take it a step further, at what point does a brand actually capture, like Subaru is known for being safe. All right. Well, can another brand then come in and say, Hey, we're safe too, by the way, like, look, our numbers stack up. It's like, well, yeah. I don't know. Subaru has been doing it so long. I kind of, I'm comfortable here. Yeah. That's what people like. They like comfort. They hate change. So I'm kind of, you know, just to kind of throw it back to you, like you, what you think, like, like, where is, like, there's a couple chickens and eggs in this situation, but where do you think what came first? Was it the actual safety, the marketing safety, or people just saying like, Oh, Subaru is safe. So now they're the safe brand. And can anyone even infiltrate that situation ever again? Or, or when can they?
1: Well, I've got an app, a perfect story for that. So Ooh. we started, well, you know, we I didn't, people, online- we did not do this on purpose, by the no, way.
0: This is totally off the cuff. So,
1: exactly. So, in 1997, I started an online casino called Omni Casino. And initially, you know, it was kind of bare bones back in '97. People were dialing up with a 300 baud rate modem, downloading an, uh, a six megabyte file that would take them four and a half, five hours to download the application to even get in online to play. Um, but once we started to get some traction, we did a survey to our customers and we asked them, what's the most important thing you look for in an online casino? And they said, safety and security, 80% of the people. So what we did was I went to a a, a a, a design guy and I said, I need a logo that projects us as safe and secure. So what we did was we came up with this little, the top of a bank in the old style, a pyramid with columns. And then we put Omni Casino in a new font in there, and we touted ourselves as the most trusted and safe casino on the internet. Now, this is again, back in the day when there was only probably six or seven of them. But the point is, is that we were able to claim that because we were using you know, 256 uh, hash rate encryption, you know, like bank style encryption, and it was safe and secure and blah, blah, blah. But we led the market in that. And the company, I sold the business in 2010, but it's still using that today as its pillar of strength for twenty five years uh, twenty seven years now, right, so the idea is the chicken or the egg you know it kind of fits in the same way. I think Volvo probably does the same thing that Subaru does in their cars, right in terms of the security and the you know the structural integrity of the car that if you get into an accident it's going to be safe but you're right' it's, it's just interesting how how the market you it know, uh, changes our perception based on the marketing messages that the, the people in the advertising community are putting out.
0: Were you, were you the only uh, online conceded at the time using that specific type of encryption? Or no. was that kind of standard across the board? So it's, so it's one of those things that Apple does, right? Like they do something and they're just like, this is the greatest thing ever. And it's like, well, literally Android's had this for 10 years. It's just nobody cares about what Android does because they're terrible at marketing it, right? Yes. It's kind of one of those things where... It was already existent, but you guys just kind of took it a step further and you took advantage of it because you did the survey. You figured out what the people wanted. Just fish got to eat. That's what my brother yeah. always
1: says. Just yeah.
0: they, all They want the same thing. Literally just hand it to them. It's not that hard.
1: I just heard something the other day. I listen to podcasts. I listen to audiobooks all the time. Uh, I was listening to something and they were talking about Apple and there was other pot, uh, pot iPods, well, what they call like music, uh, MP3 players. MP3 players, yeah. but. Apple came up with a thousand songs in your pocket Yep, and that's what kind of set the roadmap of, you know, the convenience coolness that Apple kind of creates as a lifestyle brand as opposed to, you know, a bit of technology.
0: Apple uh, they've been the best at it for years and you know everyone thought when Steve Jobs left they would go down a little bit and I think they have more money in in just straight cash than like however many countries on planet earth so yeah. I think they've got a lot of stuff in their future so it should uh, should be a fun ride to continue to see what Apple does
1: yeah for sure yeah, and one thing about Apple and I I've, I've said this on previous episodes what amazes me is that it's a trillion dollar company or a multi trillion dollar company you can get somebody on the phone who actually walks you through something that is important to you about something's not working on your computer, blah, blah, blah. And Google actually does the same thing. I had a problem with email, called them up, and I had a human being walk me through something. It I had amazing. to call someone today. I forget what it was for, but I must have said representative like 50 times into the phone. <laughs> yeah, I just,
0: hammer, I just hammer zero until it's yeah. finally like, all right, all right, we'll give you somebody. Come oh, down. yeah, it was
1: Xfinity. I don't want to throw them under <laughs> the bus. But oh, maybe. no, screw them. They're the worst. God, it's terrible. <laughs> you know, they try to be... You know, so again, when you think about loyalty, unfortunately, I have no other alternative here where I'm yeah. at in Florida. It's either that or DirecTV, and I'm not going to get the same sort of internet speed that I do. So I'm kind of SOL on that. And uh, the lady was like, we appreciate your business. <laughs> I'm like, I have no choice. If I yeah. had a choice, I wouldn't be with you.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's internet speeds at this point. Like DirecTV had something in, in the past, but now that you really can't get those actual internet speeds... It's cable or nothing, right? Like you could, yeah. uh, you know, I have friends that have like uh YouTube TV or Hulu TV, but honestly it kind of sucks. So like you're, all right, you're, you're paying the same amount of money for almost an inferior product that just runs off internet. It's just, it's an unfortunate situation. Yeah. I, I feel for you. I really do. Um, I have terrible choices here. So it really doesn't, it doesn't really matter either way. So I think cable just in general
1: sucks. Yeah. Uh, there's gotta be a better solution, but they're just so, uh, they're so entrenched with everything. You know, not to switch subjects, but again, we, I guess we talk about uh, FL, Florida Light and Power. Same thing, right? They're like, well, I have no choice. Mm. There's, you know, it's like you use our electricity or you don't. Yeah, right. I'm like, okay. So that's it's not really creating loyalty when I have no opportunity to, to change. The difference is, though, people that are loyal to brands will go out of their way to buy from that brand even if it's more expensive, more inconvenient to get there because they appreciate the company in and of itself, yep. not just the brand, but the company. And I guess mainly the interactions with those people that make up the company too, because that's a big it's, thing too. You know, well, you, I want to add to that. It's it's the interactions they feel with the
0: people that make up the company, but it's the interactions with the community that also feels the same way about that brand, right? Like that's the brand loyalty aspect of it. Like I I I don't buy Apple product, but I, you know, people will go out of their way, as you said, spend, spend more money on something that let's be honest, all the phones are almost exactly the same at this point. I don't see any difference between them other than those two operating systems. So someone's willing to go spend X dollars on an, you know, an iPhone or, you know, however many dollars, but it's, it's the, it's the connection with the product. It's the connection with the brand. It's now also, oh, well they have the Apple watch, they have the Apple headphones, they have the Apple this, so it's that connection. So they kind of roped you in there. But then it's everybody else, right? It's those people that are super, super, affin- uh, you know, have that affinity towards Apple products because they really believe it makes their life better. And who the hell am I to say it doesn't, right? But it's that connection that they then get with the product. But it's also that community of people who are also, how easy is it to walk into a bar and start a conversation if I see someone mar- wearing a Mets jersey, right? It's, it's yeah. almost like that same thing when you get yeah. to that level. Maybe Apple's not the best example because I think like half the phones on planet Earth are Apple. But th- there are those brands that, if you, you can find someone that, you know, believes and shares those same values that the brand does with you, it's just, it's nice to feel a part of a community, right? It's the easiest thing in the world. And, you know, once people feel a part of something, it's way bigger than dollars and cents. It's, you you're it's you get this product, but you're also a part of this tribe. And that's what people are looking
1: for. Yeah. Speaking of tribe, I'm assuming you read the book, Tribes. Uh
0: no, I actually don't think I did.
1: You should definitely pick it up. You'll, yep. you'll, you'll like it. It's because it's, it's exactly like that. People yep. want to belong mm-hmm. to an organization or a group or a community that has the like-minded thought process, just like you said, going to a Met game. But yep. I will say there's one more thing about Apple though, uh, from, I use a, an Android iPhone. I have a galaxy 10, which I love, uh, well, but, wait, you just said Android, iPhone there, so it's already. They uh, got you. Yeah, that's true. They so I mean, it's like using a Kleenex; it's a <laughs> tissue. But, uh, but yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, and you're right, uh, uh, a smartphone. Anyway, um, but the, from a PC perspective, in my estimation, just my own personal use, it's a better interface. It's just it works. Like, I'm back from the day with DOS and then Windows 3.1 and you had to restart this and do that. I mean, it was just update drivers. You know, you don't have to do that with a Mac. But anyway, Uh,
0: what's What's that one quote? uh, Things were easier when we had less choices. It was something along those lines, right? And with Microsoft, all these products, you have the ability to do whatever you want. With Android, you have the ability to essentially do whatever you want in a lot of cases. When it comes to Apple, they're like, yeah, you could do it this way. (laughs) And that's it. Like, you could do it this one way. Or don't use our product. And sometimes people really, like everyone wants more, they want more, they want more until you have like, what is it? Like once it's like up to like four or five different you know, options, people just kind of like put their hands up there. I don't know what I want. I'm out. Right. Like it's asking my wife what she wants for dinner. Like it's impossible to figure something like that out. So I'm like, do you want this or this? And then from there we can go. So it's it's one of those things where, you know, Apple did it so simplistically that it's actually, it works with human psychology that, Hey, it's so easy. I know that this is going to attach to this is going to attach to this with Microsoft. I totally agree with you. I try and use like Excel and word and like the, the, the app and the, The web browser, they don't talk to each other at all in like a convenient way. And it's the literal exact same product. So it's like you guys can't even get the most simple thing in the world figured out. But you expect me to then download 1800 different things to try and do all these different opportunities. It's like once just simplify some of these things just need to be simplified down to do it this way and we're done. That's the nice thing Apple does.
1: Well, again, in my estimation, it works. You plug it in yep. and it works. I plug in, I pl- just for this me- meeting, right? I plugged in my camera. I didn't have to set anything up. It just knew that this is the camera I wanted to use. Hard, the- to, ex-
0: hard to imagine, right? Like, why yeah. can't everyone else figure that out?
1: Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, listen, we usually wrap it up, uh, usually about 30 minutes in, 25 minutes in. But uh, I want to ask you a couple more things. So, in the, in the future world, what does loyalty customer loyalty look like to you i mean you know we talked about a bunch of different reasons that people are loyal to certain brands but what would be the cool thing in the future that would get you excited about being loyal to a company
0: it's a really interesting question i think what what is it attached to right like is there something something that i'm getting cuz cool like i can go out and buy your product big deal but if i go out and buy your product is there is there like i guess I don't want to say incentive because then that maybe that doesn't lead to as much loyalty. Uh, I guess it depends on the industry. But is there something that's attached to that, right? Like we're talking about community and just a, you know interesting topic, Discord. I don't know how familiar you are with Discord, but it's mm-hmm. essentially just a platform for people to have communities. That mm-hmm. thing almost sold for ten billion dollars to Microsoft. If you don't believe in communities moving forward, uh, you know, figure it out at this point. But I think there's that. It's something that's attached to it that that will bring added value, like actual, not just perceived added value in, oh, my my iPhone's attached to my computer. and This is great. Like actual added value that can come from something where, I don't know, that's at least going to make me turn my head, right? That's at least going to make me like, think like, oh, well, actually maybe I do. Now, I don't know what exactly the added value is, but I think with, you know, the last couple of years being all of us being kind of so stuck at home, I think like, meeting other people in real life is going to be kind of cool again soon. <laughs> like, I think something like that, like as weird as that sounds, I yeah. think that's going to be something that will actually get people to kind of break out. And and again, it's, it's being a part of that community. So maybe it's maybe the added value is being allowed into that discord server, right? Like maybe it's something that simple where just kind of bring people together more, hopefully a little more positivity, a little less of this negativity that we've been seeing so much.
1: Hmm. All right. So as the um, as the affiliate marketing uh, coordinator for Caesars Sportsbook, I mean, obviously, it's a crowded space. It's fragmented. It's how how do you think from a loyalty perspective, Caesars could increase its brand loyalty? I mean, obviously, it's got a huge brand name in the market in and of itself, but, you know, it becomes seemingly transactional. On a lot of instances, hey, I've got more bonus money in this pot, person. I've got you know more uh, boosts than this person, and but you know you got Jv Smoove as the uh, as the kind of iconic Caesar guy, and Halle Berry as Cleopatra. Yes, Let's never forget about Halle Berry, right? So I think people identify with that about building a brand or story that people can continually identify with. But how you know the difficulty I think is to get it beyond transactional. Uh, and I, you know, again, it's, it's a difficult question, I know, but what do you think, and this is probably we're going to wrap it up here. What do you think could be the magic sauce to separate Caesars from anybody else?
0: I think one cool thing that we have that a lot of other brands don't is we're one of the biggest casino companies like in the world, right? Like casino, uh, or Caesars with El Dorado. look into the kind of the history of the company because there's a lot of stuff going on but the fact that we have casinos everywhere casinos are available we have partnerships with the biggest chefs we have b- partnerships with the biggest artists with the biggest teams like again going kind of back to what i was saying before like the opportunity to do something that is attached that is a literal added value from yeah like i have draftkings and i have fanduel and i have all these other apps but there's really outside of yeah the boosts and the promos and hey they gave me a free $5 bet that's cool like i'll i'll use it and then you know, who's going to give me the next one, right? It's, it's a hundred percent agree with you. It's transactional. And that's, I think being able to actually move into a space of, Hey, like Caesar's rewards is one of the best rewards programs. Like we win, like we win awards for it constantly because it's so great. And being able to utilize that in a digital, as well as retail space. I mean, how cool would it be if you could go, you know, eat at Guy Fieri's new restaurant and then go see a Britney Spears show because you bet on the same Right. Like it's, it can be simply now it's not quite there yet. I think it will be, which is going to be incredible, Mm -hmm. but like just start adding things together look at the partnerships that, you know, we have, and then just kind of do the math from there.
1: Yeah. Experiences. I think that's it. Yeah. 100%. What it boils down to is experiential. Well, again, I know we could talk about this forever. Uh, you have your own podcast. Let's give, uh, let's give our listeners a little bit of insight as to what you normally discussing on yours and how they can find it as well. 100%.
0: You'll be on uh, sooner rather than later, Rob. I think we'll we'll go with that. But the the whole point of the show, it's called uh, For the Love of Sports with myself, Michael Raziel. Uh, Really, the whole idea behind the show was I wanted to – give people an understanding like why we all work in this crazy industry, right? Like why, why do people go to the lengths that they do? I just had an incredible guest on uh, the other day talking about like the grind that he gets to go through to become, you know, an on-air media personality, right? He works for an ESPN affiliate in Chattanooga and you know what he had to go through to get into that space. And he's only a couple of years older than me. So, you know, his his early thirties, and he's nowhere near his goal of wanting to be on WFAN here in uh you know in in New York City. So just to to hear the stories of what everyone goes through to work in the space. We do have athletes on uh you know all the time. I've had Richard Jefferson on. That's that's the one I tell everybody because that's probably the coolest guest I've had on. But we've had, you know, Mike Tannenbaum from ESPN, former GM of the Jets, your New York Jets Rob. And it's just I want to hear the stories that people, what they do, like, how did they get into the business? How did they stick? How did they break through, right? Just getting in is cool. But once you're here, then what the hell are you going to do to try and, you know, do what you want to do, right? Because the supply and the demand are so extremely high in this industry because we all love it so much. Uh, So it's really just kind of getting to understand why people got into it, what they're doing, what cool shit's going on. And, you know, taking advantage of just having, you know, a fun conversation for, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. Cool. And what's the URL? uh, just search for the love of the sports. You can find it pretty much anywhere. Super easy. Uh, I, I, Oh, I am, I have videos on Spotify. It's like just me and Joe Rogan right now. I haven't seen anybody else with videos on Spotify. So, uh, little, little less, uh, controversial I'd say. Um, but great conversations, you know, Joe Rogan could do his thing, but come check out mine too. Cause you could see my beautiful face a little bit more too.
1: Cool. I didn't know Spotify did that.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I honestly don't, everyone asked me how I did it. I just got this random email and Nobody, I still don't know how to get signed up, thankfully. Uh, so it's just me right now.
1: Because I'm on Spotify, the loyalty minutes, yeah. definitely can mm-hmm. be picked up on Spotify, Apple, and all that stuff. 100%. All right. Well, anyway, listen, I, I want to wrap it up because normally our the attention span of our listeners is uh, a lunch break, you know, during the day or whatever the case may be. Um, but again, I want to thank you, Michael, for your time. I'm looking forward to being on your show. If there's anybody in my network who you would like to uh, connect with to be a guest on your show, Don't hesitate to reach out, Um, you know, look at my LinkedIn connections or whatever. Uh, I'd like to thank our listeners for taking some of the valuable time and spending it with us, enjoying our conversation. If they'd like to listen to other Loyalty Minute episodes, they could visit theloyaltyminute.com. If they know someone else who you think might enjoy the show, please do share. That's how we grow. And uh, anything else, we'll, we'll see you on the flip side. Michael, I appreciate your time.
0: Appreciate your time.
1: Appreciate the listeners. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for your next edition of the Loyalty Minute.